0: Climate activists at the Louvre in Paris over the weekend threw pumpkin soup on the Mona Lisa, though I think it's a little off message to go after a lady who didn't even have a car.
1: That was like a history joke for late-night TV that's, just uh, you see the Stephen Colbert propaganda about how great the economy is? They're not even feigning comedy anymore. Now it's just straight-up North Korean propaganda on CBS late-night. Thanks, CBS. The White House should send them a thank you note, make sure they get their invitations to the fireworks on the South Lawn and the the White House Christmas Party. Well, happy Tuesday and, and welcome. The Democrats are still at it, aren't they? They're still at it all over the place. We've got war and mayhem and American troops being killed in a combat situation with Iran being the aggressor, attacking American forces, American interests. Three Americans killed in an attack in Jordan. Iran, is Iran at war in Jordan or with Jordan, Michael? It's one of the key questions that people don't seem to be talking about. Iran is not at war in Jordan or with Jordan, they're attacking American troops in Iraq. Is Iran at war with Iraq? Is that uh, is that happening there? How about uh, in Yemen? Is uh, is Iran at war in Yemen or with Yemen? Or are they defending anything in that region and the the mouth of the the Red Sea, going to the Suez Canal? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, Iran is at war with us. That's the that's the reality here. Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran, they are at war with the United States of America and naturally with Israel because there are Jews there, and it turns out they're no fans of the uh, of the Jewish people. Pretty extraordinary stuff. And now, what will Joe Biden do? Lots of hand wringing in Washington. Oh no, we don't want to escalate. Oh, we don't want to make matters worse. Well, that's because you're spineless cowards. That's because you shouldn't be in charge of the United States of America and the American Armed Forces, the most powerful, the most most lethal armed forces in the history of the world. And uh, you guys are getting kicked around by by schoolyard toothless inbred. Uh, You know, it's Iran for the love of Mike. And uh, of course, the Democrats are funneling billions and billions of dollars to them by way of lifting sanctions, allowing Iran to sell oil on the market. Tens of billions there. Six billion for five hostages. The lesson is 1.2 billion per hostage. I think that will incentivize more hostage-taking. We know they have a history of hostage-taking. In fact, they have a history of very little else. That was what they were. They were born in the fires of taking hostages In 1979, when Jimmy Carter rolled over for him, they recognized that the Democrats are weak and feckless and that Joe Biden doesn't have a brain to play with. And uh, so they're taking advantage of the weakness of the United States under Joe Biden and the Democrats. And I think they recognize the American news media is the most corrupt institution in the United States of America, too. How could they not recognize that? And I've got updates for you on that. And it turns out the United Nations, which ought to be condominiums in New York, really ought to be ought to be converted. They could go co-op if they want, because I know in New York they like co-ops as well. But that should be condos or co-ops. And uh, they need a, a rooftop swimming pool, maybe some balconies on the river side of the building. And the UN should become a luxury living space, because... That organization should be ejected from the United States with extreme prejudice, like they're illegal aliens, and a lot of them probably are. It turns out that not only were there 12 members of the United Nations Relief Organization, they call it UNRWA. Uh, you shut up, uh, the UNRWA. Yeah, the United. We'll just call it the United Nations for our purposes. Not only were at least 12, and now it is at least 12. Of the United Nations staffers involved in butchering women and children on October seventh and kidnapping and raping and slaughtering, uh, it turns out that more than a thousand—in fact, they say more than one thousand two hundred—coincidentally, the number of people they murdered on October seventh. Twelve hundred UN staffers have direct links to Hamas, with thousands more closely re- related to the terrorists. You know they. They've got the Hamas down there in the Gaza and the Palestinian um, Jihad, the Palestinian Jihad organization, and then you got Hezbollah and all this stuff. But uh, never mind that; they're all Iran proxies. We like to say proxies. the uh, The reality is that this is the extensions of Iran, and Iran is now threatening us. You better not. There's a red line. Iran is telling Joe Biden, "There's a red line. Don't you strike anything of ours." We should blow up every damn oil derrick they have. And there is an intelligence ship. That's what they call it. It's a low intelligence ship, but it's an Iranian intelligence ship that is off the coast of uh, Yemen uh, signaling to the Houthis which ships they should fire at. And that should become a coral reef. That should be that Iranian ship. If I were president, by the time the sun went down there, in fact, it probably would have happened yesterday, that ship would have been great for scuba diving around, coal reefs, uh, around coral reefs, because it wouldn't be an Iranian intelligence ship in in uh, operating condition uh, in, for a 24-hour period. If I were president of the United States, but you know, but um, Joe Biden is a spineless jellyfish, and the Democrats are whimpering cowards, and they, of course, funnel billions and billions to Iran, and they allow them to spin centrifuges and enrich uranium. As they allow them to advance their ballistic missile program, where they write on the nose cone of the ballistic missiles death to America, death to the Jews, death to Israel, right, all this stuff. And, uh, and the Democrats say, hey, what should we do about the world's leading state sponsor of terror, the radical Islamic Jihad head of the snake? I know what we should do. We should fund them and make sure that they get nuclear weapons sooner rather than later. They've already enriched uranium way beyond what is allowed under this most ridiculous deal ever. And it wasn't a treaty because Obama and the Democrats didn't feel necessary to take it to the Congress. So like all treaties, it would be approved by the United States Senate. But they have no patience for that. They have no need for that. They have no interest in branches of government because they're fundamentally dictatorial and authoritarian. They're the Democrat Party. They don't care what you do as long as it's mandatory. Except when it comes to Iran, Iran can do whatever the hell they want. Nuclear weapons, ballistic missiles, kill the Jews, attack American interests all throughout the region. They're looking to drive us from the region so they can then drive Israel from the region just in the short term. Then there's the global domination of Islam, which would be a fundamentalist form of, dare I say, radical Islam. You know, kidnappers, murderers, butchers, hanging people from cranes for being LGBTQ and chanting Allah Akbar. And this is what the Democrat Party is fighting for and advocating for. And they've got them marching on college campuses and in the streets of New York and Washington from the river to the sea. The Democrat Party is completely insane. Uh, speaking of which, Fannie Willis. You know, you're supposed to pronounce it funny Fanny. But uh, don't. Just call her Fanny. Fannie Willis she could face a congressional subpoena. You know, she's the prosecutor in Atlanta that hired her married boyfriend and, you know, boink boink all around with uh, sea cruises and Napa Valley vacations on the taxpayer money. She's paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. to, uh, And he's never prosecuted a felony before. But that's okay. She's, uh, you know, she's paying him. She's got to sign the paychecks. Actually, true. And uh, he's boinking the prosecutor that's paying him. So it's a good old-fashioned Democrat uh, arrangement. Could face congressional subpoena, uh, and that should be the case. E. Jean Carroll, e. Jean Carroll, who claims that she had a sexual encounter of some kind with Donald Trump decades ago, she can't tell you exactly what year it was. Uh, what year? I don't know. Sometime in the 90s. I really can't remember. She, uh, uh, So many traumas like that. has just have to round it off to the decade. Can we just approximate, can I just give you a decade, would that be good enough? And the Democrats say, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, a decade is close enough. That's no problem. Uh, And of course, the Democrats in Albany, New York changed the law just to prosecute Donald Trump. They did away with the statute of limitations just for this particular crime. Uh, They did away with the statute just so they could prosecute Donald Trump. And then When they were done, then they reinstituted the statute of limitations for that crime. That's literally true. The Democrats are so corrupt, so third-world country corrupt, that they actually did that. They they did away with the statute of limitations, and then they prosecuted Donald Trump, and then they instituted the statute of limitations, because she didn't come forward anywhere close to within the statute of limitations, but never mind that. Uh, And as for the Democrats in Connecticut, they have Democrats that took over a school board there in Connecticut, Stamford, and they are doing away with Veterans Day and Columbus Day because, you know, they're Hitler, or, or is it the Ayatollah? Which is, they're just, they're not on our side. They're dismantling our culture like an invading army and our history. They're as hostile to us as the regime in Tehran, honestly, and they're the Democrat Party. Just uh, just amazing. On the other hand, and that's what Democrats do, do away with Columbus Day, do away with uh, Veterans Day. Uh, none of them serve in the military. None of their family members serve in the military. They take everything for granted. And uh, on the other side of that coin, in Arizona, not Connecticut, a Republican has introduced a bill requiring that schools teach Students, the history of communism, which is the history of slavery, brutality, savagery, murder, jailing your political enemies, changing the law to uh, fit your desires, which is what we see the Democrats, also known as the left, doing the United States all over the place. And on MSDNC, Joyless Reed, Joyless Reed over there, isn't she a homophobe? Doesn't she suffer from extreme homophobia? She should probably convert to make good on the... Joy Reid drops F-bomb about war about war on Hot Mike during MSNBC's uh, TV show that they named after her, The Readout. That channel is... The Soviet Union never had a propaganda channel that was as hate-filled and anti-American as MSDNC. Just amazing stuff. and uh, But there was a funny moment when Chris Hayes who is the kind of male version of Rachel Maddow, uh, accuses Sonia Sotomayor of the Supreme Court of being a racist. How can that be? He noticed that she's a racist? Everybody else noticed years ago, but never mind that. Pretty amazing stuff, I've got to say. Uh, and we had another moment because E. Jean Carroll, for whom the statute of limitations was was eliminated so she could lay claim to something that allegedly happened many decades ago, but she can't tell you what year Donald Trump was mean, and uh, she can't prove anything, but never mind that. She's got a claim, and that's good enough for the news media, because, you know, unga Balunga, third-world country, that's what we got going for us. You know, the rules are simple. They lie to us. We know they're lying. They know we know they're lying, but they keep lying to us. Quoting Anna Gorakova, the Soviet authoress, in her book, A Mountain of Crumbs, about the glories of communism. But never mind that. Uh, and this uh, E. Jean Carroll woman was also on MSDNC yesterday, where she was cheering and celebrating she's going to take Rachel Maddow on a girls-only fishing trip to France. Because I know whenever you think fishing, you think France. Going fishing in France. And Rachel Sounds like she wants to take her up on the offer. Ooh, fishing in France with E. Jean Carroll. I can hardly think of anything more exhilarating, more titillating, more stimulating. Somebody grab my rod. That's uh, get get my what do you call the uh, thing with the with the you know the they got a, a box like a little uh, th- with the bait in it you know. Your tackle box. Your tackle box. See your tackle box. Obviously not a big fisherman myself. There it is. We got that stuff amazing. Uh, Two anarchist brothers in Astoria, Queens, New York City, were arrested. They had bombs and ghost guns and lists of uh, politicians and celebrities. Celebrity, they had celebrity, politicians and celebrities. What's the difference? It's all a television show. And it looked like they were going to kill a whole bunch of people and they were caught. Now, if they weren't anarchists, then this would be a big story. You know if they had a Trump hat somewhere in the house, then that'd be the front page photograph uh, every newspaper in America. But because, according to reports, these lunatics are anarchists, that uh, that obviously that's your Democrats. and so they don't uh, they don't make that big news. that's uh, that stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Now, what's the most important thing for you when you go to a restaurant? That's kind of a fun <laughs> fun story. And the National Security Agency is spying on all of us. Remember when James Clapper lied, the then-DNI, under oath, without consequence, about spying on all of us? Well, now, the National Security Agency, they monitor this show. They don't listen to the show, but they monitor the show. Turns out they've been buying all of our internet browsing data without warrants or anything. They don't need warrants. Don't you know who they are? Sig Heil. I wonder how they're going to tamper in this year's presidential election. You think kind of like the last time or or maybe different? Will Taylor Swift parachute into the halftime show at the Super Bowl? And does anyone care? Hard to say. Congressman Jamal Bowman, he likes pulling fire alarms. 9-11 conspiracy theories coming up. Ilhan Omar is a jihadi. And I've got an update on her. We continue to be at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... Let's, uh, let's go to the telephones and speak with Rick calling from Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Ricardo, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
0: Chris, thanks for taking my call. I'd like to give you the holy grail of global warming debunking. Do you have a pen? I do. Okay, please write this down. Global temperature and atmospheric CO2 over geologic time slash graph, slash images, and you will see that the Earth is close to the very bottom of a millions years old ice age. We're historically cold right now. You can also see on the same graph, temperatures and CO2 have gone in opposite directions for millions of years.
1: You're getting all caught up in the science of things here. This is This is political science in the 21st century. It's a different game altogether. All right, so global temp and CO2 uh, over time. And and who's publishing this?
0: Scotties and Berner. It's actually two different scientists, two different graphs, but they were put together to show you how temperatures and CO2 do not correlate whatsoever.
1: Well, you know, that is... uh, Al Gore told me that this is real, and... um, He's the burning bush of truth when it comes to science because he was in politics for a while. And um, therefore, we must believe our political leaders, Rick. Al
0: Gore, three-time accused rapist.
1: Well, he just wanted his chakra released uh, by those massage therapists all over the world. He loves his chakra release. This is for real. It is not made up. Well, Rick, in uh, Rick calling from Elmwood Park, New Jersey, is correct. I went and found it in no time at all. Scotese and burner with their uh, climate graphs and and graphics and charting CO two levels versus temperatures, and and naturally you have the uh, the climatistas disputing their findings but they have clearly laid out the the trends you know core samples and all that the things that they tout and brag about until it conflicts with their narrative and then they have to ta- attack the people that that point to the science that conflicts with with their politics you know i uh, i learned from and i've talked about this before but not lately a National Geographic episode. Have you heard of them, National Geographic? They they used to have a magazine and things. And uh, now they have, last time, where were we? We were in uh, the Galapagos. They have a ship. It's, uh, you can uh, book a cabin on it and do the Galapagos Islands. They're a big money-making organization, National Geographic. But they told me in a documentary film that for at least, that is to say, more than 90%, of the history of the planet Earth, we have been an essentially iceless planet. That is to say, no ice caps in the north or south, no North Pole, uh, no South Pole ice caps. Uh, We were essentially, maybe there was a skating rink in the north, but that's it. And uh, the early Russians could play hockey. But that's it, 90% of the history of the Earth, no ice at all. And let me also say this, a warmer planet is a better planet. A colder planet is a less hospitable planet. More people die from cold every year on the planet Earth than die from heat. Therefore, if you cared about humanity, and the left most certainly does not, then you might think that a warmer planet would be a better planet. You know, it's uh, skiing is great and stuff, but you wouldn't go live in a snow-covered mountain all year long if you had the choice of living on the beach in San Diego or something. Uh, as is evidenced by human behavior throughout all of history, but never mind the facts. Right? Honestly, a warmer planet is a better planet. There's, I said, th- a bunch of the warmistas were having a cold summit last week, which was almost completely ignored by everyone because it doesn't conform with the narrative, you know. And you have a cold summit to talk about the horrors of cold and how cold kills people more than heat kills people. And Al Gore and the gang, the Davos gang, flying around in Gulfstream jets, lecturing all of us about our carbon footprints, our CO2 output. Honestly. Yeah, so the... Uh, and I did find it, Rick. I, I, I definitely found it. The the uh, graphic... And, and, of course, it's being attacked by the climatistas because they don't want to have a discussion. They just want to roll right over you. But Chris... Scotis, Scottis, S C O T E S E, and Berner, B E R B E R N E R. Um, They put together this science and these graphics, and and it looks uh, pretty good, pretty good. Then you get uh, radical leftists at you know climate change dot something, debunked McRae two thousand eight, no correlation between CO two and temperature. It is, uh, and this is a pretty interesting one, actually. Uh, you can find it. And Rick called it the holy grail of debunking the climatistas. It doesn't matter. They'll argue anyway because they're not arguing facts. They're not arguing science. They're arguing politics. That's, uh, and, that, and that's why, you know, ne'er the twain shall meet because Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Uh, My friend Sebastian Gorka and I going back and forth on the uh, text thread and uh, Sebastian shared with me an Elon Musk ex-post in which Elon Musk says, legacy media, you know who they are, controlling what subjects they write about is by far their biggest lie. You know, it's... uh, uh, Now, listen to the rest. As they can ignore important matters and inflate minor ones, and uh, Sebastian says, sounds rather plantish, sounds rather plantish. Now, it's true, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore, I've been saying for many years, and and it is the most insidious power that they have. There are lies of commission and lies of omission, and they lie about a great deal, about an awful lot. Oh, speaking of which, I want to talk to you about the the IRS leaker, who leaked Donald Trump's tax records and the tax records? A lot of, a lot of other people. And there was a judge. He was sentenced yesterday. We remember yesterday we were standing by for the, for the announcement of the sentence. He was sentenced to five years, five years in prison. But wait till you hear what a scam this whole thing was. He'll probably be out in sixteen months because they'll send him to a place with a golf course, no doubt, because he only attacked. He attacked Elon Musk. He released uh, Elon Musk's ta- tax records, also, and other successful people that he resents very deeply because he's a failure and a loser, and even his mother doesn't like him. I just made up the mother doesn't like him part, but it's a good guess. Um, yeah. What do you hear about this? Five years sounds like hey, at least he got five years. Well, what do you hear the the rest of it? Even the judge there was aghast that this is all that he was facing, because the Biden prosecutors said, well, you know, he was only committing scores and scores of felonies because he hates Republicans, so the Justice Department gave him a fluff job, and I'll get to that. But uh, back to Elon Musk. Yeah, legacy media controlling what subjects they write about is by far their biggest lie. It is a very important element in understanding the corruption of the news media, the most corrupt institution in America, the fourth estate, as they can ignore important matters and inflate minor ones. And then he notes, X enables the people to define the narrative. See? And he is talking about the, uh, you know, the most insidious power the media has is the power to ignore. I think I might have put it better uh, but you know he's been more successful in life than me, so I'll defer to him in this. That's uh, that's pretty amazing stuff. Now let me go to uh, a fascinating story, and I uh, I spotted this this morning doing my my homework, my research. The Telegraph out of the United Kingdom, the numbers that reveal why Trump is America's next president. New and unexpected voters flocking to the republican frontrunner will make him a fearsome contender in the election that's the headline and the subheadline at uh, the at the telegraph and they uh, get into their poll numbers and their poll numbers show that young voters voters under 30 are fleeing the democrats because they can't buy a house they can't buy a car their their bank accounts their uh, the Democrats say, oh, the stock market is, look at the stock market. Well, people under 30 aren't really looking at their stock portfolios every day, but they're trying to go to restaurants and the grocery store and maybe buy a car, maybe thinking about buying a condo or even a house. And uh, the Democrats, well, they're making things difficult. And the uh, the Telegraph story is... is uh, is pretty good stuff with some pretty good poll numbers for President Trump. And you know that African-American voters are taking another look. Uh, President Trump is polling higher with African-American voters than I think any Republican in history, or at least, you know, since Republicans took the slaves away from the Democrats. Then the Democrats created the big lie in the 1960s that they, uh, you know, the what do they, they call it? The Southern strategy. That was actually a Democrat dirty trick to, uh, again, like uh, Elon Musk is referencing here, our news media, the power to ignore, all that stuff. But President Trump looking like he's doing great. And and with that, I, I saw somebody online that, uh, that I want to talk to. Let's talk to, let's go to the phones again. And I've got amazing audio for you today from all over the landscape, revealing all kinds of truths which certain people would prefer not be revealed, but they're out there. they're just sitting there. Let's go to let's go to Wayne calling from the great state of Florida. Wayne, you're on the Chris Plant Show.
2: Good morning everybody. <laughs> my wife and my sister-in-law are from Whitesboro, New York. and because they are from New York, they're not really big fans of Donald Trump. <laughs> so Saturday they on the public. TV channel. They had Ronald Reagan's uh, speech after winning the Missouri caucus, and following that, they had Bill Clinton's speech when uh, Newt Gingrich and the Republicans took over the House. When they were listing the Ronald Reagan, uh, a heckler hollered, and he said, "Oh, it must be a candidate in the audience," and another person shouted something out, and Ronald Reagan said, I guess there's an echo in there," And they were impressed by how he cut them down with that style. He also talked about lifting the grain embargo with Russia, putting farmers, truckers, mill workers, uh, trains, and ships back to work by doing commerce with the Russians. Uh, they really came away with that saying, you know, that's what we'd like to see today. Then they saw the Bill Clinton speech where he talked about the border and basically the same things that Trump talks about back then. So I highly recommend anybody that wants to help bring somebody across the ditch (laughs) to show those two speeches. Uh, Ronald Reagan was certainly a class act. And he certainly understood about fuel prices, food, and putting people back to work. And like Nancy Pelosi and uh, that lady you talk about, Hillary something, they (laughs) always want to blame the Russians. The Russians did it. And it's better to have a Russian and the United States as bookends for China. And thank you for giving me the time. And I only have one question for you Uh on your audience. Sure. What is the largest, oldest machine in the United States?
1: The largest, oldest machine in the United States. uh, The Democrat Party.
2: The power grid. Are banking on that to run electrical vehicles and power California during the summer? We, that's what I do. I haul cable for the power grid, and we are so far behind that you better get a Coleman lantern and some kerosene. But Chris, thank you for your time. Uh, yeah. You did a lot with my daughter a couple of years ago. You got her off the uh, government udder, and she married a marine, and their life has been really good.
1: So, Is that right? That. And what role did I play in that? Uh, Uh, She had two
2: children. She was working on her master's, and she was talking about this government money. And I said, you know, if you get out here and get your master's, get off this COVID government dole, the next thing you know, you'll meet the man of your dreams. (laughs) And my son-in-law was a master sergeant four tours in Iraq to in Afghanistan, and he was up for sergeant major. And he went up to Quantico and listened to them talk. And I begged him to stay in. He said no. I went in at two uh, after two eleven, and I'm getting out as a master sergeant. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want my children to go in the military with the leadership we have today.
1: That is and tough. After, no, but wait. But how, what role did I play? You said that I helped your daughter get off the. Uh
2: got her off the government dole she got her masters from purdue she got her life squared away she started saving money and when the right man came to the door she had her ducks
1: in a row she all right about
2: saving money getting a job she coaches and works with autistic children wow. and she's a republican
1: excellent Thanks Well, to you well, thanks to me. All right. Well, I'll take credit for it. I'll take. <laughs> I'm very happy that I could help in whatever way that I helped Wayne. I, I appreciate that, and I'm very happy for you and for your daughter, and and for your son-in-law. And I'm saluting right now. Uh, God bless him, and God bless America. And and Wayne, thank you. Uh, thank you for the call. And yeah, everybody listen to Reagan speeches. There, there are many great Reagan speeches, and they can be very eye-opening. Uh, even now, because we're still fighting the same fight in a whole lot of ways. We were fighting it against the Soviet Union then. Now we're fighting it against the Democratic Party here in the United States. And they've saddled up with Putin. They go, oh, and, and, and Wayne, since you mentioned it, it, it triggered. Can I say triggered? It triggered a, a thought you reminded me that Nancy Pelosi, I. Talked to you yesterday about how Nancy Pelosi is accusing people of being Russian agents, right? Of being Russian operatives because they're chanting in favor of the Palestinians, right? And and then Nancy Pelosi yesterday had uh, uh, left-wing protesters uh, yelling at her, and she accused them of being Chinese operatives. These they're these are just slurs that Democrats throw around, and again they're projecting because. It's the Soviet-Russian playbook. Whatever they accuse you of doing is probably what they're doing at that moment. Pelosi, day before yesterday, uh, accusing left-wing activists of being Russian stooges, and then yesterday accusing left-wing activists of being Chinese stooges. What's the difference? Honestly. She's calling them commies. They're all commies. And Hillary Clinton accuses Tulsi Gabbard Democrat Congresswoman and U.S. Army officer of being a Russian operative, operative. This is what they do. This is not the way that Americans discuss political matters, but it is the way the left uh, starts fights everywhere they go. We are at 888-630-9625. Uh, we'll get to Nancy Pelosi accusing leftists of being Putin stooges and then accusing leftists of being Chinese stooges. She should have... Uh, they're just hurling insults at people. It's Pelosi. She should have retired about 75 years ago. But let's go to MSDNC, the radical left-wing extremists at Mediaite, E. Jean Carroll, who accused President Trump of touching her inappropriately in the Bergdorf-Goodman dressing room sometime in the 90s, but she can't give me any more detail than that. E. Jean Carroll offers to buy Rachel Maddow a penthouse with Trump money. With Trump money. So E. Jean Carroll, the accuser, she was just awarded $83.3 million because she was defamed, not for a sexual assault, which was never established or you know, convicted, uh, but he said that never happened. And then, and then she said, well, you're uh, committing defamation of my character. And so a radical left-wing uh, court in Brooklyn or whatever uh, threw her $83.3 million, uh, which she will probably never see a penny of uh, appeal after appeal. I'd spend that much just appealing it. And here's how it went on MSDNC.
0: You've talked about using some of... Trump's money you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights, Women's do you rights. know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel.
1: Yes. Yes. Tell me. Listen.
0: I had such, such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. She's First mental. thing, Rachel, You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely (laughs) new wardrobes, new shoes. For women. Motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? (laughs) It's yours,
1: Rachel. Penthouse, it's yours. Now, She, Jean Carroll's sitting there with at least one attorney, and I think two attorneys, and one of the attorneys is just cringing at what she's listening to. So that's going to advance the cause of feminism taking Rachel Maddow out to buy new clothes.
0: Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing in France? No? Oh, all right, all right. Okay. That's a joke.
1: The lawyer. Although,
0: if if me fishing in France could do something for women's rights, I would take the hit.
1: (laughs) She would take the hit. She'd go fishing in France, a penthouse, a new wardrobe for nature. It is a circle fest in a hot tub of mentally ill people. Uh, e. Jean Carroll, uh, she sues people for millions of dollars for defamation, but she's not well. She even a lawyer is like she's just joking. That's not fishing in France with Meadow. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together.